Welcome to the Team Egos Podcast, the show where we talk life while enjoying tea. Today, I talked with Jack Joseph. Jack founded Community Kombucha, Chicago's sexiest new kombucha brand. We discussed Jack's beginnings in the tea, kombucha, and herbal world, as well as dove deep into what kombucha really is and does for the mind, body, and soul. Check out this incredible booch at drinkcomcom.com. That's drinkkomkom.com or on social media at drinkcomcom. Enjoy the show. Jack Joseph, welcome to the show, man. Thank you, Vince. Thanks for having me, brother. Yeah, how are you doing today? I cannot complain. The sun's shining in Chicago. Oh, yeah? In the wintertime, you know it's gray city. So when the sun is shining, no yes. matter what temperature it is, you know that the vibe's going to be different here. How's the, the temperature been there? Because in Minneapolis, we've been getting like the, the vortex of negative 30 the past uh, like weekend. Yeah, us too. Super cold. Horrible. But I thought we were having it easy. I was like, oh, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, spring's right around the corner, and then it's like yeah, zero degrees. It's been a mild winter here in uh in the Midwest, I'd say. So, yeah. but honestly, I mean, when it gets this cold, it's like a perfect time just to enjoy some tea, enjoy some kombucha, and you know, just revitalize yourself, get going in that way. So. First, I want to talk about what, what, are you, what are you drinking there? What's that, what's that tea you got there? So I got a honey chai, turmeric, uh, vitality. I'm super into this uh, yogi tea. I like the yogi brand. Yeah. Um, he makes That's- a lot of solid blends. So whenever we go to Target too, they're like on sale, like two for seven. So nice. we'll always stock up. So this one's got... Turmeric, cinnamon, ginger, cardamom, stevia, clove, and black pepper. Mm. Um, I love chai, especially in the winter. Yeah. It just kind of like keeps me warm, promotes thermogenesis, super good for digestion and uplifting and aromatic. And it's perfect for, for wintertime medicine. Yeah. Yeah. Chais are, oh man, like you said, they're, they're so nice in the wintertime. I think I don't, I'm not the biggest fan, but then when I, have them in the winter all of a sudden it's just like a it's like a it reopens my my vision and my eyes with them because i like you said this the the warming properties of the cinnamon if you have ginger in it um the clove i really have been liking adding clove and star anise to to some stuff so that's cool that's that sounds like a yeah it's cool too because it has no caffeine in it but Mm -hmm. the whole like all these herbs, this herbal combination, it still gives you energy. So I feel like for people who are looking for something without caffeine, if you're sensitive to caffeine, kind of like I am, then this is like a great option for for people. Yeah, yeah. So uh, let's let's talk about that a little. Like the the herbs, because that's that's something that I think a lot of people don't really know about. I would say is. That herbs, they not only provide a delicious flavor to your cup of tea or your cup of kombucha, um, but they have these amazing properties like energizing. And so, like, what are your kind of like go-to like energizer type herbs, would you say, like if you're looking for that boost? Yeah. So, I mean, I would honestly start with ginger. Um, there's something about ginger that gets me really focused and locked in mm-hmm. at the same time of like making me feel nice and warm and alert. Um, So I would say that's one right there. Yerba mate. There's caffeine in yerba mate, but there's something about it that doesn't make me jittery. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and I put that on on the kombucha blends uh, just because it's a nice uh, earthy tone and adds a great balance to any tea. So I would say those two um i really like to drink hibiscus tea in the morning not necessarily Mm. for for the energy but in jamaican culture is known as morning glory Mm. because it's really good for the heart um it lowers blood pressure um it really takes a lot of tension off the heart dilates the capillaries allows the blood to flow throughout the body um and really helps with a nice radiant glow to your skin too so, I mean, I don't know if you ever go to Jamaica, but I mean, these people are so beautiful and like so yeah. radiant and like bright and light people. And mm-hmm. I really do think it's a testament to like hibiscus tea. So 
um yeah i would say for energy ginger and uh yerba mate you know cinnamon sometimes mm. but um yeah i love hibiscus tea in the morning too that's so cool like that's like i think one talking about the ginger ginger has been a part of my daily routine for i mean for years pretty much since high school i started i was like one of the first herbs i started using that in turmeric along with green tea and for me ginger uh, there's any any time of the day i love just incorporating ginger it's perfect for me if i'm trying to wind down but it's also like you said perfect if i'm trying to start my day up it's like it plays into whatever mood i'm in it it just helps enhance that so i'm with you on that and then yerba mate man i've talked about this i talked about mate on the podcast now at least like three or four times I I need like if you've never tried it if you're a listener and you've never tried it it's it's good but like buckle up because it's a I like the first couple times I had it were were a trip for me like I like and I had it in Argentina so it was it was really good authentic stuff and man like you said the caffeine it it's the energy you get from it is crazy but the caffeine is nowhere near like how I, what I experienced with coffee, like the, sh- like the skyrocket and then the extreme crash. It's like a kind of a skyrocket for me, but then I'm there for like a while and then I'm able to like gradually come off. And usually I incorporate some uh, citrus with it as well. Cause I really like mate or to cut the, the bitterness of mate. Yeah. Me with, too. With citrus. Yeah. That's cool, man. So, I love that. I love that. And so let's start, let's talk a little bit about ComCom, Community Kombucha. So you are the founder of Community Kombucha. We, I I like, I like how we kind of got connected. Like, so obviously backstory for, for Jack and I, we played football together in high school, but we really got connected with this space in Minneapolis of all places, just at French, shout out to French Meadow. (laughs) <laughs> I, I love that place. I, I go there all the time. And you just, appro- I remember when you approached my table, I was like there with like a, one of one of my buddies and you approached, I genuinely had no idea who you were. You were a different man than you were in high school. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it though. I loved it. So I felt the same way about you too though. It was, right? it was weird. It was like, it almost felt like we were in an, a new world like a new we were you know Mm -hmm. we're we're in a new time and space we're evolving beings and that's where we were at we were at a certain time in our evolution where it was time for us to reconnect and rekindle and that's exactly what happened and i believe that there are no coincidences uh so anyway i'll bring it right back to you no i thank you and please talk all day because that's why i have (laughs) you here that's why people hear me talk enough it's I want, I want you to talk, but yeah, dude, I completely agree. No coincidences whatsoever. I mean, because this was immediately after I started the blog, Fresh Steeps. Like, we right don't after. Talk, like right after I start this blog, you all of a sudden come back into my life, and then you tell me about this kombucha gig that you're starting, and it's like, huh? Like, right? Like that. Come on, for those of you who don't who believe in coincidences or in stuff like that, like, come on, there's something there, right? <laughs> and also for you, for you that might not know what kombucha is, I mean, kombucha is a fermented tea. Yeah. So I mean, the alignment there is just super interesting. You know, Vince was getting started um, on his new venture with Fresh Deeps. I was getting started on my new venture with Community Kombucha, and there's just an immediate alignment there. So I mean, ever since then we just kept a close relationship and kept kind of watering those seeds and uh, nurturing our relationship. And um, it's really blossomed into something special. Um, and I know that you and I are going to do some cool things together in the future. And, yeah. you know, this is just the beginning of it. And I look forward to, you know, like looking back on this podcast in a couple right. of years and being like, right. yo, like <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah. We'll, we'll do a follow-up podcast in like five, 10 years and just, yeah, we'll, we'll recap this one and see, yeah. <laughs> see what's happening. <laughs> but cool. Dude. So, okay. So let's back it up then. Community Kombucha. What's, 
I, I want to hear about like your, I guess, your tea journey, your herb journey, kind of what got you to this point that you're at right now. Totally. Um, it all started when I was a junior in high school, uh, competing at a high level in football. You know, our, our high school, it wasn't just an ordinary high school football team. You know, it was pretty intense. And um, Illinois has some pretty uh, competitive football, especially when you have 5,000 students mm-hmm. at a school. Uh, so as a junior, I was about 215 pounds and pretty slow. You know, I was still playing. I was a running back. Um, but I wanted to get quicker and I wanted to have a, a bigger impact on the team. And, you know, everyone that we were playing with were like these amazing, like division one athletes, you know, and like, here I am just like this, you know, Jewish kid from Buffalo Grove, you know, like <laughs> yeah. out here trying, trying to, you know, make it out there. So I remember the coaches came up to me they're like, Hey Jack, just letting you know, if you want to play, you have to get much more flexible. You have to lose a bunch of weight. You have to get your 40 down. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dang, like this is a wake up call. Like it's, it's make or break time. So, you know, my, my Virgo-ness kicked into gear and I started hitting the gym like crazy, you know, waking up early mornings, going to work out, um, started doing a lot of juicing. Um, and that's kind of where this whole holistic journey by, by juicing, you do not mean steroids, correct? Of course not. <laughs> yeah, I just just want to make that clear for, uh, for those listening because it's it funny. Yeah, does have a couple couple meanings, but sorry, go on. I just want no, to it's that. okay. Um, so yeah, I got introduced to uh, beet juice by my brother uh, Aaron. So our whole family kind of went through like this addiction thing, um, and it really made life difficult for several years and. That was something I wasn't really comfortable to talk about for a really long time, but you know now it's part of my story and it really shaped who I am today. So yeah. I'm I'm willing to express you know my experience in that, and to see him go through and our family go through what we went through, um, and then be able to see what living holistic uh, what living a holistic life, incorporating herbs and meditation, cold water exposure and breath work and just all these different things can completely heal your body and heal your mind and heal your soul and create that connection between all these different elements. Being able to witness and experience that, it was a no-brainer that I wanted to adopt this and to pass this along to my teammates and anybody that was interested in learning. So like I said, it started with beet juice and you know, soon enough, seven or eight of us, I was making beet juice for all of us before the football game. And we all, we were, you know, feeling more energized. We were feeling more focused. We were feeling, um, you know, warmer and like, just felt like we were able to just keep on going, like play after play. Uh, So with that, you know, plus working out twice a day, um, and, and doing these long runs that I never used to do. Cause I don't like to run. I never have, <laughs> yeah. but I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start running to the gym and like running back. And I did it. And so that's what kind of pushed me on this path of herbalism, um, and tuning in with what mother earth has to offer us. And, you know, as time continues to progress, science is beginning to unravel, this information for us to learn from um, Mm -hmm. and to also share. Uh, And I totally empathize and I'm I'm compassionate for people that can't wrap their heads around this, but food is what heals you. You don't, everything that you need, everything that your body needs, one, it produces naturally and two, it's found in nature. And when you are able to understand this and adopt this mentality, then I think that's when the real magic occurs because it takes a belief plus the, uh, plus the action to make it, you know, kickstart because if there's no belief and you're just kind of mindlessly, um, incorporating these different things into your life, I really do believe that it won't work, whether it's a good thing for your body, whether it's a bad thing for your body. I think that the intention that goes into it is super important. Um, so anyways, before I go off on a tangent on the spiritual level, I'm yeah. sure we'll get into that a little bit yeah. later. Yeah. Um, but that led me to kombucha eventually. And I remember trying my first kombucha. It was a GT's kombucha. 
uh, with the chia seeds in it, and it kind of tasted like boogers going down. It's like, yo, like, <laughs> yeah. chia seeds this is well. disgusting. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> this is not good. But I knew it was good for me, so I just, mm-hmm. you know, kind of just yep, put yeah. it down, um, yep. and then started trying different ones and got hooked almost immediately. As someone that gave up soda when I was in like seventh grade, yeah, um, you know, this was perfect for me. I wasn't drinking because I was an athlete and just alcohol wasn't something that I was consuming quite yet. Um, And so this was just a perfect happy medium to replace sugary beverages, uh, to replace sodas, and also to create that mind and body connection. Because when you have a happy gut, you have a happy mind. If you have an unhealthy gut, that's going to lead to depression. It's going to lead to anxiety. It's going to lead to stress because over 90% of the serotonin that we uh, generate is in the cells of our gut. And there's a direct communication, you know, from the vagus nerve that connects the brain and connects the stomach. So it's interesting too. I I challenge you all, you know, when you're listening, whoever's listening, next time you eat something, pay attention to the way that it makes you feel Mm. um, and try to really focus on the food. I know that it's hard for me even to like focus on what I'm eating all the time because we have so many distractions, but Mm-hmm. Focus on what you're eating and the way that it makes you feel immediately, and you'll know a big difference. You know, if you eat some greasy food with a lot of fat, yep. you know, you might feel like that instant gratification, but then you're going to feel like crap a little bit later. Mm-hmm. As opposed to if you have like a nice light salad and some juice, you're going to feel energized and stimulated for the rest of the day. Um, and this was fascinating to me. And, uh, you know, I went to college, all that kind of went out the window. You know, as somebody that didn't drink or, you know, do drugs really in in high school, you know, I got to college and it was just a whole new world for me Mm. and um, started drinking, doing doing all those things and um, just kind of forgot what I, what I learned until my junior year of college, which is kind of interesting because I adopted these holistic practices junior year of high school, went to college all that shit went out the window. And then junior year of college, I started getting into meditation, uh, Kundalini yoga specifically. Yeah. And I know, I know I've told you a little bit about this, but um, this is uh, a practice that was passed down to me from my brother as well. Yep. And um, it's something that I practice every day and has created a huge impact in my life. I am more calm. I'm less stressed out. I'm less anxious. Um, you want to... Um, talk yeah. a little bit about like explain what Kundalini yoga is versus like because I think people know just like they hear yoga they think of like the poses like downward dog child's pose. Mm. What's what's specific about Kundalini? So Kundalini yoga it's it's a technology right. Uh, so I would say that the main effort or the main goal at least for me as a as a practice practitioner of Kundalini yoga is to create an alignment within all the different energy centers. Mm. When we have alignment in the energy centers, we can see situations, we can experience life without any bias and from a clear perspective. So with that said, it's a lot of breath work. It's a lot of different mudras, which is like, um, you know, different, um, how do I explain this? Like hand postures, hand hand placements. Um, and also a lot of visualizing and manifesting, um, and all these different, uh, poses that require a lot of focus. And I would say there are some things and some practices that are really physical intense, but a lot of the time for me, I've like to focus on the mind and that's why I resonate with Kundalini so much because it really focuses on the mind and creating that alignment so that I can show up every day to the best of my ability. Mm. Um, so that's kind of like the simplest way that I could, I can put it Yeah, and everyone's going to have their own description of it. But from my experience and the way and what I'm looking to achieve, that's kind of, uh, my little explanation about it. Yeah, no, that's, I, I think it's cool. I don't, I'm not as well versed with Kundalini. I've done it. Um, a few times like a handful like maybe three times and yeah it's i think you kind of hit it on the head where it's like it connects the mind and body and that's something that you don't really get 
in a lot of workouts or practices that are uh, physical, like, like a Kundalini yoga. Um, so I think that's a, that's a nice practice. And so is this how you start your mornings to get like in the right yep. mind right, every morning? Nice. <laughs> yeah. Every single morning. Uh, it's, it's the first thing I do. I've been, you know, getting into the practice lately also of like trying to not look at my phone in the morning. <laughs> yeah. I struggle. With that uh, you know, yeah, it's tough. It's really tough. Um, and I'm, I'm far from perfect, but mm-hmm. I noticed that whenever I look at my phone, my cortisol immediately spikes and I get stressed out because you go on social media and then the comparison begins to happen and you begin to lose focus of like what your intention is for the day. So I try to not look at my phone and um, a lot of the time I'll take an ice cold shower for about three mm-hmm. minutes. Nice. Um, and then I'll, I'll jump into my meditation and uh, then I'll have some breakfast and then uh, I'll, I'll get on with my day. That's a beautiful morning. I mean, <laughs> that's uh, ideally for me. I mean, I'm, I like to incorporate some sort of movement, some sort of either breathing meditation, a little bit of reading. Um, not, I'm, I'm one of the, I would love to do like cold showers in the morning, but I just, I'm like weird when it comes to showers. It's like, I only want to shower if I need to shower, not to like wake, wake me up. Uh, I don't know. That's just a weird thing of me. So like, I, like, I like specifically hold showers for post workouts, post exertion type, um, type time, but it sounds like a beautiful morning. And honestly, it gets you, the mornings are so important for just life. Like um, in my opinion, like every person needs to be a morning person, whether, whether that starts, whether your morning starts at 5am, whether your morning starts at 8am. When I say morning person, I mean, you need to wake up and have a mindset of, okay, let's get myself into a good, like a, a better mindset to take on the rest of the day. Cause it's gonna shape it's I've been, I've gone down the path of waking up, checking my phone and jumping right into emails and work. And I've also been on the path of waking up, taking an hour for myself mm-hmm. and then doing it. And no shit, I actually end up having more productive days when I take the hour for myself in the morning instead of just jumping right into work. And yeah, there's something there. Like do stuff for yourself first mm-hmm. and then it'll come. Right, because if you're unable to take that time and, and spend time for yourself, then you're not going to be able to show up the way that you want to yep. for others. So it's it's not only uh, beneficial for you, but it's also beneficial for the people that you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also want to backpedal a little bit. Yeah. Um, because, you know, I have personally suffered from, you know, depression. Mm-hmm. And um, also, I mean, I still do today have anxiety a lot of the times when I wake up in the morning because I'm like, okay, like what, like, what do I got to do today? Like, do I have anything to do today? And like, as somebody who decided to not go the corporate America route and first time, you know, starting a business, trying to run a business, there's a lot of figuring out to do. And, you know, we all know that progress is not linear. So sometimes there won't be that much to do. And that's something that I have a really difficult time with. And that's when my anxiety kind of flares up because I'm like, shit, like what, what do I do today? What do I do today? So, I mean, so a message that I kind of want to put out there is that when you're experiencing these times of calmness and of steadiness, take advantage of them because it, it's not going to last forever yeah. because you're going to get busy again. You know, thing, your, mm-hmm. your schedule is going to get booked again. So really take that time and spend time with yourself um, so that you can kind of recharge and be ready to go. And I think that that's when it's a great time to practice meditation and to practice mindfulness and manifestations and mm-hmm. um, really visualizing what you want your future to, what you want your future to look like. Yeah, that's, Thank you for sharing that, that stuff because that's such an important thing. At being, I'm similar in the sense where when I don't have something going on, and if I don't do anything, if I truly just sit and like relax, I start I start to also build up anxiety. It's like, oh, I could be doing this. Someone else out there is doing this, and then and I'm losing this time. Like this is this is time lost. This whole day gone now. But mm-hmm. in reality, like, and this is something actually I've been talking with a lot of people about. Um, is taking a Sabbath, like a true Sabbath. Once a week, you sit down and you 
rest. Like, and when they say, and the people who I've been talking about, like a a true Sabbath, like they're like, no, no cleaning, no doing laundry, nothing like no TV, no phones. You sit, you can read, you can maybe play an instrument, you can meditate, you can pray, but no, like outside of that, you're not going to go work. Don't work out. Like it's a true rest. And they're like, for them, it takes them and like propels them throughout the week. And I'm like, that's, there's something to that. And so for me, I don't know if I'm truly ever going to get like a full day of a Sabbath, but like you were just saying, like maybe there's an hour in the morning of a Sabbath, or maybe there is like every week all of a sudden, yeah, there is a day where it's just like, huh, I don't have to go to a customer because I am in the corporate world. I don't have to go to a customer. I don't have to, like, I don't have a podcast to shoot today. I don't have like this. I can just chill, you know, enjoy the tea, like savor the tea today and just relax. And then tomorrow, get after it again. And uh, there's something there that is, there's a good message there um, in cherishing those calm, the calm before the storm kind of. For sure. Yeah. I mean, if we can, if we can all find stillness and, you know, be, be content with being still and not feeling the need to give in to, you know, these like into social media and into mm-hmm. like going on our phone and stuff like that. And if we can collectively do this, I think that we can all really make this world, uh, you know, a much better place because then we're just going to be able to show up yeah. to the best that we are every single day. Um, and I think that that's really important, especially in this Aquarian age of business, this Aquarian age of life. You know, it's it's super important that we take time to reset um, in order to be our best. You know, I, I know I keep kind of repeating it, but I think that it's really important. And, mm-hmm. you know, things that I put out there, it's because they're things that I'm personally working on too. Yeah. You know? and <laughs> yeah. Not like I've mastered this by any means. You're talking but, to yourself. Yeah. Right. Totally. And I think that it's it's cool if we could all work on it together. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that manifestation, like you do it together, you find those people that you can tag team life with and, and go down that journey. And yeah, I mean, we can talk about it all day because there's, because mental health, if you're not taking care of yourself, you're, there's, you're not going to be of value for others. And that's like, not to be mean, but it's just true. You're not going to be able to show up for others because you can't show up for yourself. And so take care of yourself first and whether that means taking that hour in the morning and doing that, awesome. Do that. Be selfish. Take that time because you're going to be there then for people. You're going to be able to lift up those people who can't do that for themselves or are struggling and you can show them, hey, this is this has been working for me. Like this. Yeah. You're, you can just be that role model for people. And, so, and it's okay to feel this way, right? Yes. Right. It's like, yeah, right. It's not just me that's experiencing this. And that's why I want to be open about it because I hope yeah. that it, some people can relate to that and it's okay to feel sad, you know, like we're not going to wake up every day with a huge smile on their face, like super happy. That's just unrealistic. Um, but I think it's beautiful to feel sad. It's beautiful, uh, to feel angry, you know, Mm -hmm. like these are all real things that are important to experience, but I also think it's important to not numb these feelings and to let them move through you. Um, and you know, whatever your definition of, of numbing out is, I think it's really important, you know, kind of tie it back into the herbs is to resort to a tea, to resort to a kombucha, to a juice, to something that is more holistic, that will actually kind of, you know, push this energy out of your body and allow new energy to settle in, you know? So I think that's something really important as well. Yeah. No, I completely agree. And so kind of jumping back into the com-com uh, journey, I think you were just, you you mentioned, so you started with the beet juice, you got, you found just a lot of peace in that. And then in junior year of college, you kind of came back around to it. Is that when you, when the idea of com-com started in junior year of college or when, when was like the birth of, like in your mind at least? Of, yeah, um, sure. Um, so I was super, so music has been a huge part of my life yeah. and like my family's life too. So I was super passionate about getting into the music industry. So I was focusing a lot of my life force energy on like connecting with people in the music industry and learning about um, the industry. So 
um, I was planning on moving out to California to kind of start this event management company. And that all fell through. And I remember my brother, Aaron, he visited me in uh, July for his birthday or visited our family. We always get together for his birthday. And he always has these ideas for me. He's like, dude, like, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? And then one day he was like, yo, you should start brewing kombucha. I was like, bro, you're crazy. Brewing kombucha. I don't know anything about kombucha. Like, how am I even going to do that? Where do I start? Blah, blah, blah. You know, making excuses. Monkey, yep. mind, monkey mind goes crazy. Yep. So um, this was right probably about six months after I graduated. So I graduated in May 2019. Um, so this was probably, I don't know, around September. And um, I had a dream. I went to bed and I had a dream that I started a brand called Community Kombucha. And it was a kombucha brand. I woke up that morning, took on my notepad. I said, com, com, mind, body, soul, like creating productivity, enhancing elixirs for mind, body, and soul activity. And it was weird because I just like knew the name and I knew like yeah. where I wanted to go it was already in right you. away, right? Yeah. It was just kind of waiting to be uh, woken up. Yeah. So I got to work the next day. Um, I went uh, to this event that it was a kombucha brewing workshop uh, by a man named Matt Lancor. And mm-hmm. he is the owner and founder of Kombucha Aid. And he was having this cool event at Patagonia, Chicago. And I knew he was selling like these starter kits, you know, these kombucha mm-hmm. starter kits. So yep. I wanted to one, see how you brew kombucha. And two, I wanted to buy a kit from him. Um, so I went out there, met him, bought my kit, and um, started brewing kombucha the next day. Got my first batch rolling. And um, ever since then, just been formulating and fell in love with the process. That's so cool. That's a, I mean, there's so much there that listening to the intuition, listening to people that you trust, and then the, the manifestation of having that dream, like that's, and then actually pursuing it, like having all those excuses, like I have no idea about or how to start a business. I have no idea how to brew kombucha. I have no idea this. You literally have a dream. It's like downloaded into you Mm -hmm. and then you act on it. It's like, it gives you that urge, like Damn, that's that's really cool, and re- and literally, you said September 2019. We, I think, then met up in like October or November of 2019. Yeah. Like and that's when I, yeah, yeah, it's so crazy. Just like the the timeline of that to me blows my mind because you like, I mean, the way you were talking about it, this had sounded like a project that I should have known about in high school <laughs> that you were working on. Like you were, I sensed the passion. I felt the the energy that you had behind it. And I was like, oh yeah, he's, he's in, like he's, he's into this. Like, this is awesome. And so cool. And I've always known that I wanted to start my own business. I just had no idea what it looked like. Um, and I'm the type of person that's really focused on giving back to people and focusing on building community. And so it's really important to me, like with the business to kind of, you know, tie in all these elements that I know are part of my truest self and my truest identity. Um, So that's, it's definitely a challenge because, you know, there's a lot of things and there's a lot of opportunity to compromise that integrity, but it's really important to, you know, stay true to those things and just continue to, to go on. Yeah, no, that's, that's so cool. And so true. So I, I want to, cause I, I get this question a lot. Um, when I talk about kombucha, a lot of people don't really fully know what kombucha is. You mentioned it earlier. That's a fermented tea, but you want to step through the, the kombucha process. Like what is kombucha? What, how do you make it? Yeah. So like I said, and like you, you reiterated, it's uh fermented tea and you know, it's a quite simple process and I, I want to, first of all, give thanks to the creators of this technology. Um, this has been fermentation is something that has been practiced for thousands and thousands of years because, you know, they didn't have refrigerators, like they didn't have like an opportunity to store food. So they actually decided to kind of reverse engineer it and use bacteria to preserve food. Um, so always like to give thanks to the creators, but Anyway, it's really just brewing tea, you know, green, black, white, any caffeinated tea, adding a little bit of sugar. You can really use any sugar source that you want. Um, 
you know, amongst the kombucha community, raw organic cane sugar is typically the most popular. Um, and once you kind of create this, this tea blend, you go ahead and you mix it with already brewed kombucha, probably about 20% of already brewed kombucha. And then you just put it in a glass jar or any type of vessel that is food safe and won't have anything that will leach into the material and let it sit for about seven to 14 days until it reaches a desired pH between 2.5 and 3.5, just so you know that it's it's safe. Because once the pH gets that low, you don't really have to worry about any harmful um, microbial or pathogenic bacteria, mm. you know, getting into there. Yeah. Um, but it, it really depends on on your taste buds. I know some people like it more acidic, some people like it a little bit more sweet. Um, but once you get in between that pH range, it's ready to harvest and ready to drink. Yeah, no, that's cool. And that's like the, the thing I hear a lot about from people who've tried kombucha is, oh, it's too, too vinegary. That's the, that's the, the thing is it's vinegary. So what, yeah, like what's going on with that? Yeah. I mean, that's definitely, um, a, a, an issue that I wanted to approach with these creations. You know, I want to not only spread and, and educate people about kombucha, but I want to make it palatable. I want to make it approachable. So with these blends that I create, I try to make them the least amount of vigor, uh, vinegary as possible. Mm -hmm. I, you know, getting in the pH range of like three to 3.2, that's kind of like my, my happy place. And then I actually do all my fermenting and toasted oak bourbon barrels from yeah. a local distillery. Yeah. Out in Evanston. Right. And the cool thing about barrels is that it allows oxygenation to kind of occur from a 360 to five, 365 degree, you know, angle. So you're able to get oxygen that's penetrating inside of the fermentation all the time, as opposed to if you're using a glass vessel, then you're really only getting oxygen from the top. Oh, um, yeah. So this I've noticed creates a much smoother and, you know, nice tasting kombucha that is much more palatable for, you know, beginners. Um, and that's kind of where I'm running with it. And, you know, as a creator and formulator and, you know, visionary, you know, this is something unique and, you know, different that I wanted to kind of, it's, I'm not the first one to do it, yeah. but, um, it's something that I want to create awareness around because I do think that it creates, uh, an amazing final product and also makes it easier to introduce to somebody that, um, hasn't drank kombucha before. You know, I like to say, you know, I like to turn kombucha daughters into kombucha lovers because <laughs> it's such a beautiful creation and it can help replace alcohol drinking, you know, soda drinking and other sugary beverages. And, you know, that's kind of part of my vision and part of my mission is to help people fit in socially without the consumption of alcohol and, you know, tying it back into music as part of the dance music community. I want to bring wellness into that space um, because I think it's really important to uh, understand that it's possible to feel lifted, to feel high and to feel this euphoria you know, from consuming, um, holistic foods and beverages. And, uh, that's kind of what I'm looking to create. Yeah, no, I love it. And I, and the, the first three blends that you have, I don't know, do you call them blends or flavors? Like what's the, I guess, what's the proper term for kombucha? I think elixirs. In, I like elixir. to call them elixirs. Ooh, yeah. Like that too. I'll, I'll use that. So the first three elixirs that you have, um, let's dive into those. Like what's, so what are the, the, and I, I don't know. Yeah. This, let's start with those three first. So what, what are they? Yeah. So when I was first getting started, I was just doing a lot of playing around. Um, I got to a point where I accumulated probably like 30 to 40 recipes. And then I, I fell in love with these three because of the color, because of the taste and because of the nutritional value. So uh, I have a rose petal berry I have a lavender butterfly and I have a hibiscus ginger. But when I first started, I was doing that apple seasonal spice, which yep. is the seasonal. It just got, it, it was such a pain in the ass to like cut up all the apples <laughs> and to like go and buy them. It's like yeah. put them in there. And so um, converted over to hibiscus ginger. The apple spice will come back as a seasonal. Nice. Um, but those are my main three blends. And the rose petal berry is known as Adapt mm -hmm. because it's an adaptogenic blend. So it helps. Um, kind of regulate the secretions of cortisol in our body and regulate the secretions of the adrenal glands. 
which are our stress hormones. So um, basically when you consume this kombucha, when you consume the main ingredient, uh, shisandra berries, um, they make you more resistant to all this different, um, everything that's going to be thrown at you throughout the day. Uh, so that's kind of why I went with adapt with that one is because it's really good for adaptability. Uh, and then the next one, ginger hibiscus is called buzzin. Um, that's because it's super energizing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if people are big coffee drinkers, I think that this can be a great alternative to try out in the morning because mm-hmm. of that ginger kind of like where I was touching on in the morning. Yeah. Um, and then the hibiscus is super good for allowing the energy to flow thoroughly and purely throughout the body because your blood vessels and your capillaries are dilated. So the energy is just able to flow uh, purely throughout the body and create a nice stimulation um, that is perfect to carry you throughout the day. Um, And then the lavender butterfly is called flow. And the reason why I call this one flow is because it's a, it's a nootropic. So it's really good for clearing the headspace and allowing you to think clearly um, it's really good for settling the belly butterflies, uh, which is something that I struggle with, as mentioned early as well, because of the anxiety. So it just kind of like gets you in a state of focus and flow without that anxiety, um, but also with that increased uh, focus. Mm, no, those I have not tried the buzzing yet, and I'm excited to. But I I love flow, dude. That one because that's the one that has fennel in it, right? Yes, uh, yeah. that's butterfly, pea flower, fennel, star anise, and lavender. Such a unique flavor. I remember the first time trying it, you let me try that, and that was, it blew my mind. I was, oh, it's so good. And and like you mentioned, the colors of your kombucha are so gorgeous. Like, some of the most gorgeous colors. <laughs> I just like, if you people go on drinkcomcom.com and go to the website or to Instagram and just just to look at the colors because like I said, they're, they're gorgeous. And the lighting that you have is uh, beautiful, but yeah, going back to, <laughs> to everything else. Um, no, it's I'm, like that, the canvas, you know, it's like my art. So it's much deeper than the flavor. It's the appearance. It's the smell. It's the taste. It's the energy that I put into it. Uh, you know, this is my opportunity to not only, bring something to the market that I believe can heal the mind, the body and soul of people. But it's also an opportunity to give people a taste of the type of person that I am um, through through my work. So it's, it's my artistic form. Yes. And honestly, what I love about what you're doing with like all these herbs and all and the kombucha, it's like I mentioned with like the color with the with the taste, they're so vibrant in both those fields. And there's all natural stuff. Like it's all like, this is stuff that you can just go out and theoretically harvest yourself and create yourself. Like that's no artificial flavors. There's nothing artificial about it. It looks like you're like, that looks like it should be because it's so vibrant, so beautiful. But even still like it, when you see something that's like naturally colored versus something that's artificially colored, very different vibes that they, that they radiate. And so you look at it, it's beautiful, zero, like all just amazing herbs and spices. And yeah, you, I love what you got going and what, and what you're doing. And I see some of the, some of the stuff that you're working on. So are you just sticking with those three right now? Or what's kind of, I've seen a little bit of sneak peeks at stuff, but I don't want to share anything if, uh, yeah. No, I got a lot of, a lot of cool stuff cooking up right now. Um, I'm going to be offering limited, uh, my first limited edition series. So I really want to focus on creating flavors that are incredibly unique and different. So the, the current flavors that I have going, which are all barrel aged kombucha. So I actually put them in these fermented toasted oak barrels, let them sit for about four to six weeks, and then I'll toss them in these matte black champagne bottles to kind of put it on the same caliber of a nice fine wine or a nice bottle of booze. Again, kind of tying that into the mission and the vision. Um, So some of the blends that I'm working on are all collaborations. 
because the way that I like to do business and the way that I like to go about things is working with people so that we can all kind of add value. So I add the kombucha, somebody else's uh, adds value in another way. And we, we unite and we are able to succeed together and impact a larger group of people. So that's kind of like the whole business model of it. So uh, me and this coffee roastery called Happy Monday Coffee, uh, we just did a cold brew uh, kombucha. And we also did uh, another one with coffee grounds and coconut sugar. Um, that's going to be super, super great. It is. I love that one personally. Um, I don't like to put expectations out there, but I do enjoy it. So I won't dive too deep into like, Oh, it's amazing. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. we'll, see, we'll see what you guys think. Cause that's really, you know, what matters if y'all don't like it, then I need to move on to the next thing. But then I have a, uh, pumpkin saffron chai with uh reishi mushroom as well. Oh, I, um, I have a magic mushroom blend with chaga, reishi, cardamom, rose petals, chicory root. Uh, chicory is actually a prebiotic fiber. So um, when you kind of pair up this prebiotic and probiotic, you're able to feed all the probiotic bacteria in the body because that's what prebiotics are. And then uh, working with the local hemp farm uh, to create a hemp kombucha with a strain known as Hawaiian haze. So these are all barrel aged and I'm getting all the artwork done um, by a local artist and um, we're going to release them all as a series and that's kind of what I want to focus my energy on in the future is doing these customs and partnering with different businesses uh, also to you know dive into private labeling you know if a restaurant or someone wants to say hey you know we want to create a custom kombucha I'll say okay great boom tell them what you want we'll do the label we'll do the content we'll do the marketing we'll do everything you need and we'll get it all launched and ready to go for you yeah th- those flavors sound really cool and super interesting with that coffee one so you mentioned there's a couple that you mentioned that i kind of want to learn more about so the cold brew what's is that when you say cold brew is that cold brew you're brewing the tea cold or what's what's cold brew about it so we use a cold brew concentrate is that for like coffee you're talking yeah okay yeah so a coffee cold brew concentrate and we mix it in with the tea blend um, and then we we let it ferment, like I said, for about four to six weeks. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it gives you a really nice flavor and um, not too overwhelming. I never thought that coffee and kombucha can go together. Yeah. That's, I was like, but that's, it works. It really does work. Yeah. And it's, um, again, a great opportunity to introduce kombucha into the lives of a coffee drinker. Yeah. Um, and that's really what I'm trying to do is expand the minds and open the minds of these people to the other possibilities that are out there. Yeah. So, and, and so <laughs> when you, when you brew kombucha, the SCOBY eats up the, um, the sugar, a lot of the sugar, as well as a lot of the caffeine. So with that cold brew, cause cold brews are super high with caffeine. Um, what's the cat? Like what's, I guess just average kombucha. What's the caffeine content? What's like the sugar content that you can expect like in that? And I'm kind of curious just about that cold brew one as well. Yeah. You know, it's hard for me to pinpoint exactly what the, what the caffeine content would be. I would say with a typical kombucha, like with the teas that I use probably five to 10 milligrams of caffeine. And then with the coffee, probably 15 to 20. Um, so nothing too crazy or too high because I'm super, um, like I don't react well with caffeine. So, and I know I'm not the only one that has that issue. So that's just an estimation. I haven't gotten that lab tested, but based Mm -hmm. on the way that I react to it, that's, those are going to be my, um, my estimations with that. That's nice. Yeah. Cause I've, Again, like you said, you don't really know and it doesn't really talk about it on bottles of kombucha. And so I always, I veer away. I'm a little sensitive to caffeine in the sense that if I have caffeine, like after 2 p.m., it's, I pretty much stay awake. So like, I'm always like, should I be drinking kombucha? And like, people have asked me like, what's the caffeine? I'm like, I don't really know. So I think that's kind of important for people to understand, like, even like with a coffee kombucha, you're still only getting like 15 milligrams, 20 milligrams about. And like, obviously, like you said, you maybe need to do some lab testing or hire people to do that. But yeah, that's, that's an interesting, interesting thought. Cause it's something that's always kind of been on my mind as well about kombucha. 
You know, it's different too. It's it's hard to explain. It's more important to experience. But you know, the caf- the caffeine rush that you get from a coffee uh, is much different than kombucha. Yeah. It's more of like an alertness, a clear headed alertness, as yeah. opposed to like feeling like anxious, like soup, like too high almost. You yeah. know, like it, I feel like kombucha brings you into balance. Even if you're too high, it'll bring you down a little bit. And if you're too low, it'll bring you up a little bit, right in that middle mm-hmm. point. And that's exactly where we want to be. Yeah. Well, and and you said like you you have those adaptogens in them. You mm-hmm. you have those those other types of herbs that they do that. Like that's literally what they do in the body. And they're so cool. If like like you said, like you mentioned earlier, like with adaptogens, if people don't know what that is, like if you're too low in something, it brings you up. And if you're too high in something, it brings you down into like that perfect balance. Like it allows your body to fluctuate into the right and and reach homeostasis. It's a uh, there's so many cool herbs out there. And I'm yeah, it's been something like you've inspired me to just dive deep into the herb field. And I've definitely been uh yeah, I've been experimenting with some stuff. Have you ever tried anything? We kind of talked about this like over over text, I think uh, a little bit with the kava. I haven't experienced uh, experimented yet with the kava with kombucha, but I, I love kava tea. Yeah. Um, I think that it's a great medicine for people who suffer from depression and anxiety, and who are maybe looking to steer away from a prescription medication. Um, obviously, like I'm not a doctor, so. Yeah. Consult, always consult with oh, yes. a doctor, you yeah. know, like before you are going to consume something different um, because they're going to know exactly, you know, the way it's going to react with something that you are taking. But yeah. from my personal experience, um, you know, Kava has done great things for me and I know that it can do great things for other people as well. So it's definitely something that I do want to uh, work with in the future, but I'm waiting for that fresh steeps blend to get ready to go. <laughs> oh man i mean yeah it's definitely there's like you said i mean with with starting stuff it's there's a lot that goes into it and even financially there's there's a lot that i'm that i'm maneuvering around i mean there's just just stuff that i need to work on first before i uh i start releasing anything of my own but this is kind of kind of a little bit of a public announcement that like, Hey, be on the lookout may by the end of the year. That's, that's a goal by the end of the year, start, start looking on the, on the blog and on the, on the Instagram for some fresh steep stuff. I got, I, I, I was like, and actually, yeah, you'll be, I'm, I'm mad, man. I'm mad at the, the shipment for you. Cause I, I sent you one of the blends that I, I've been really loving for myself. And I did, I did make oh, it. And <laughs> And we were supposed to have it, and I wanted to hear your your take on it today, but clearly didn't get it in time. So, well, you'll have to you'll have to let me know how it is. But it's uh, I will. It's you. You told me to send you one that reminds me of you, and yeah, we can we can talk more about it off off air when <laughs> when you when you get it. But yeah, um, no, that's cool. That's cool. So, what's kind of so you mentioned that you're working on those community projects with uh, Chicago vendors. And yeah, and you're, I guess, for people listening, um, you're strictly in Chicago right now, correct? Yes, I am. Okay. Yeah. So where are, are you? So you're not selling, are you selling online? Are you selling to customers? Are you selling to um, to businesses? Like what's kind of your model in that sense? Yeah. So I, I do have uh, an online direct to customer situation going on was having a lot of trouble when I was doing glass bottles. That's part of the reason why I switched over to cans is so that I can make, you know, another part of my mission is to make wellness more accessible, acceptable and approachable and affordable. Um, so that's a big reason why I switched over to cans. And so I am able to ship, you know, all across the United States. So that is something I've been focusing a good amount of energy on, but I'm also focusing a lot on businesses here in Chicago, but on businesses that I resonate with, you know, it's not my intention to see 
community kombucha on every single shelf possible. Of course, I want to see it succeed and I want to see it grow over the city, but it's really important for me that that business and their integrity and their values and their ethos align with what I'm looking to create and are a part of my vision and my mission. So I will really want to stay true to that. Um, and continue to, you know, begin to grow in the city of Chicago and then definitely can see expanding into uh, different cities over time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's cool. I think, like you said, build up that base, like get the, get the name out there and then it's going to be amazing. I'm sure you're, you're manifesting it already, but it's going to be amazing when, what cities are going to be reaching out because they're hearing about ComCom and they're like, Oh, we want some, let's get it out here. So yeah, no. One of, one of my one of my big goals is to you know work with Foxtrot. I, I love Foxtrot. I love what's the vibe. Foxtrot. It's like um, it's a local market. I'm pretty sure they have them in Chicago and another city. I don't want to say without no 100 percent sure, but it's kind of like this hit place where you can go. They have wine. They have snacks. They have food and beverages and you can like buy a bottle of wine and, and hang out there um but i just love the whole aesthetic of it because it's super clean and like hip and they kind of like make wellness sexy and that's kind of what you. i'm trying to do <laughs> yeah. right, right um so that's a big big goal for me you know this year is is to you know get in with them and they have so many locations all over the city and all over the country um so that's something I'm, I want to focus a lot of my energy on and, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, I'll be working with, you know, someone to help me out with the canning operations so that I can really focus a lot of my energy on all the limited edition collaborations with a lot of local business owners that I, that I love and want to support. Yeah. That's so cool. That's, I, I love, I mean, you're called community kombucha and you're actually like, <laughs> you're not just, it's not just a name. You're actually pursuing the name and you're actually like it's it's a part of the foundation in the business model and that's cool and i and i applaud you for that because i mean not every company does that like it's it's easy to slap a name on something and then but to actually act on it it's it's nice to see so thank you <laughs> for, for doing that for being authentic thank you um i did want to see if so you're in Chicago, obviously, um, that's, has been, there has been since 2020, I think cannabis has been legal, legalized now. Is there any thought of entering that realm in the kombucha game or what's kind of, cause yeah, I think there, there is a, there's a shift right now in the United States, especially where cannabis is becoming more understood. It's becoming more accepted. I mean, just like a tea, just like um, the herbs that we drink, the kombucha that you drink, it's natural. It's something that's part of um, part of Mother Nature and something that has has its place in people's lives. So, is that something that you're expanding or possibly looking to expand into, or are you, are you kind of? Because I know there's legal stuff involved right now too. Totally, yeah. Um, you know, cannabis has been a big part of my life and has been able to serve as a medicine source for me for a long time. Uh, but I really want to stress that it's important to really create a, a full spectrum product. And when I say full spectrum, that means that getting all the different cannabinoids in there, because it's kind of like if you think about uh, prescription medication, a lot of these things are isolates. When you have an isolate, that means that a lot of these different compounds aren't available, which means if I'm focusing on one compound and there's not another compound to balance it out, that means that something's going to go out of whack. Something, yeah. Something's going to, there's going to be a problem somewhere. Mm-hmm. So with that said, I definitely want to create uh, full spectrum cannabis infused beverages in the future. Um, in addition to psilocybin, uh, that's definitely a market I want to uh, tap into not because of the opportunity, but because of the the impact that it can have on people's mental and physical health. Yeah. Um, and I've been doing some experimenting with the cannabis. Um, and just like you said, it's not 
regulated. So I don't want to do anything that's going to get me in trouble. And I have no intention to do that. But um, it's important to see if, it, if it's possible. And I know that it is. And I know that it's something that's part of my future. So um, definitely keep your eyes peeled for something like that to come at some point for ComCom. Like I said, we're going to have to do a recap in five years of this podcast and see, and see uh, if it happens and see where we're at with with all this all yeah we'll, we'll listen to this prior to and then we'll we'll discuss we'll discuss that uh it's cool man it's really cool um i mean so what else with with comcom like the, like just anything that you want to share talk about with with people like that you want a message like is there anything like yeah yeah so first of all i want to say you know, thank you to those that have supported me throughout this process, you know, without my family and my loved ones to have my back, I wouldn't have made it this far. Um, you know, starting a business is not an easy task, but I also want to encourage you if you have an idea, if if you have something that you want to do, go after it, you know, because you never know what can happen. And I can guarantee that if you continue to put energy into something and you really believe in it, there's no way that it can fail. And like I said earlier, progress is not linear. It's going to go up. It's going to go down. It's going to be a roller coaster. But if you strap in and you stay tight and you stay focused, you are going to succeed. So one, thank you so much for the support. And you need a good, you need a solid foundation and support system to continue to go. Two, don't be afraid to chase after your dreams because you can do it. Don't let money control your life. I, I know that Money is important to have resources and to succeed and to do things in life, but try to not let it consume you because that's going to lead to depression and anxiety as it has for me in the past. And three, um, feel free to reach out to me as a resource. You know, I'm, I'm here to serve. Um, I'm not here to benefit from you, if that makes sense. Um, I really want to learn and receive feedback and understand how I can show up better for my community and for my people. And that all comes with you being open with me. So please, I invite you to reach out, you know, on Instagram or um, on the website, you know, give us a, you know, check us out. If you have any questions about any of the herbs or any of the blends or any of the products that, you know, we're creating, you know, let me know. I'm I'm also happy to offer a really nice discount. um, If you do want to try it out, uh, just to kind of give you a little taste of, you know, what, what we're capable of and um, introduce kombucha into your life without having to, you know, break the bank. Uh, so that's really all I have to say. And, you know, Vince, really appreciate you for, you know, having me on the show. I know that, you know, this podcast is going to be a great success because you're really focused and determined. And like I said, putting great energy into it. So keep on going, brother. I commend you for doing this i've been wanting to start a podcast for so long and i still haven't done my first episode so it, <laughs> you gotta do it man i know it's it's so like, now okay i had so like you were saying at the beginning you've inspired me by just telling me like i one day i think you just told me you're like just just do it just literally fucking do it and like i'm like yeah like you and my brother like my brother he started his podcast shout out to the goodwin podcast check it out people but he he started his and then a month later i'm like oh yeah well he's like he wanted me on the podcast so he's like hey and i and i know what he was doing he's like hey order a microphone so that like i can have you on the podcast and i, and I was like yeah okay so i order it and then it's like oh well now i have a microphone so it's like what's the next step of actually um, yeah. having yeah basically that's like all you need for a podcast is a microphone and and like that's it <laughs> and so and then just willing guests and the way my brother does his podcast is he's um monologue style so like our hour-long monologue style of stories sharing um sharing thoughts tips tricks to and like kind of targeting like men's like young men just going through life because young men kind of yeah like if you don't have like some older he calls himself uncle nico he's like everyone's biological uncle uncle and <laughs> yeah it's again he's yeah he's got it he's got some good stuff but i i, I thank you because this is um literally just the in the the push and the inspiration from from you guys in my life has has gotten me to to take this leap and do and do this podcast and it's fun man it's it gives me a reason i love talking with people i love hearing stories it's 
never boring to to learn from you can learn from everybody everyone that you talk to so it's just it's a good time and something like after now that i've started i'm like oh i should have been doing this like for years i feel like i love talking with people so what better way of just recording the conversations and and having that um so jack where can people find you what's the like give us all the details of where people can find comcom yeah, so definitely go to the website at drinkcomcom.com. Give us a follow on Instagram at drinkcomcom. Uh, we have a store locator on there. I still need to kind of update it. Uh, with COVID, there's been a lot of ups and downs and like resupplying different vendors. Um, but just got a couple new ones. If you're in the city of Chicago, I have a couple locations here in the South Loop. Got a couple spots out in Highland Park in the suburbs as well. Um, but really if you're looking to order, go through me, you know, just reach out because one, you're going to get a better cost and two, you can like try all the flavors for a better cost too. Uh, so just visit the website again, feel free to reach out. I'm happy to answer any questions and, uh, hook you up with whatever price that, you know, it feels good to you and, um, we can get the ball rolling from there. Sweet. Yeah. And that's drink com com. That's K O M K O M. Um, yeah. So community kombucha, everyone check it out. Like I said, just look at the Instagram, look at the pictures, look at, see how beautiful these kombuchas are. Dive deep into the, into the herbs, reach out to me, reach out to Jack. Like this is stuff that we love to talk about. So really excited to see man where 2021 and beyond takes you. Um, we got to meet up sometime soon. Cause <laughs> I, I, every time I, every time we talk, it's just, Amazing. So thank you so much for coming on tonight or today. Thank Have you, brother. Amazing day. Yes, you too. Yes. All right. Love All you, man. Bless. Love you too, brother. Peace. Peace. Thank you again to Jack and the Drink ComCom team for everything that they've done and the kombucha that they're bringing to the Chicagoland area. If you can, give it a check at drinkcomcom.com. That's drinkkomkom.com. If you like the show, give us a follow, give us a, a review. It means a lot to us, and we really appreciate everybody who has tuned in today for the show. So give us a follow at freshsteeps.com, as well as the Team Egos podcast. And so today, to end the show, we're going to do the Urban Dictionary T word of the day. And today's word is none other than kombucha. Kombucha. A health-promoting beverage aging back to ancient Chinese medicine that is currently very popular, especially in Hippieville. A secret formula for those in the know, which is usually made by fermenting black tea and white sugar using a special kombucha colony. It works with your body to boost one's natural inbuilt ability to fight sickness and disease as well as bring a healthy balance back to metabolism and organs. I think that is one of the realest Urban Dictionary definitions I have yet seen. But don't worry, there is more. Kombucha is also a fungus spawned in the pits of hell and possessing a smell that would make the poopsmith vomit. Interesting. It is also a drink made up of fermented fruits and cum. Preferably 17-year-old guys. Virgin kombucha is without the cum. I've never heard of virgin kombucha. I've heard of raw kombucha. I wonder if that's, that's what they're going for there. And last but not least, kombucha. Contrary to popular belief, kombucha does not refer to a variety of oolong tea. It is, in fact, an archaic term referring to the externally visible portions of a female's genitals. The term was popularly used in the Victorian era by ladies in London's high society to refer to their ungroomed, if not exceedingly hairy, nether regions. So thank you again, and have a fantastic rest of your day. Peace and love.